Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be talking about a couple new rumored rosters we see with New York and Toronto. Some other players reportedly not getting on some teams. What should we do with the roster in Paris? And then some World Cup rosters if that were to ever happen. Um, going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today uh, as we're kind of getting into the offseason and waiting for some more to happen. Uh, going to be a little short before we hopefully dive into our vanguard tier list uh, that is kind of delayed i know i thought it was coming out this week but some stuff out of our control uh is happening and it's coming next week um i promise it's it's for a good reason why it keeps getting delayed um but you guys will see and it'll completely make sense um why it's being delayed and i really hope next week i know i keep saying that but i think next week is the week uh and like i said once you see what's all happening on that podcast it'll it'll all make sense um and i hope you guys are willing to stick with me as we work through this delay um in the vanguard tier list uh i thought we were done with vanguard but it just keeps stringing us along um if you guys enjoy this one on youtube be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe we are on the way to 700 subs i know we're hitting the slow season but i'd appreciate any support you guys could provide to keep me motivated during this kind of boring lull of time here in the off season and if you're on the audio platforms drop a review on there um and drop a follow on there if you're able i greatly appreciate the support uh the support on both platforms has been fantastic even as we get into the slow season uh you can kind of tell we had a little bit of uh dip in interactions and views and stuff on the last uh podcast just because we are into that slow time and people aren't really interested in the cdl right now but still going to get some content out there so like i said going to keep this one short and sweet going to try to keep it under like you know around a 20 minute episode just to talk some news that's going on a little bit of hypotheticals and kind of gear up for next week when hopefully we can finally do that longer vanguard tier list um first piece of news i want to talk about was a couple new rosters since the last pod that have been kind of rumored to be put together first is new york looks like their roster is not completely set in stone but is rumored to be and pretty much all set as skies priesta hydra and kismet um so nothing like crazy shocking here i feel like we kind of knew that um Hydra was coming back after the whole optic thing fell out. We kind of figured he's on his way back. They had re-signed Kismet, so it kind of seemed like that was the route they wanted to go was with Kismet. And then we had been hearing that Skies and Hydra have been playing Valorant together, basically all of Vanguard and everything, and have gotten really close. Um, so we thought that Skies was going to end up on New York with Hydra before the whole Hydra to optic rumor kind of came about. We, you know, for that we thought Skies 100% to New York with Hydra. So we kind of knew that this three was a possibility, and they obviously were looking for a flex unless for some reason Skies was going to play Flex again and not go back to a main AR um, that he had run basically every year apart from last year. Uh, and they get Priesta, who is really you know known as a very solid Flex, has maybe not been as good as of late, but really from IW into World War II. I mean, I believe he had won an event in every game since World War II, um, starting in World War II and then on, I believe, you know, World War II. He wins uh, with FaZe, and then in Black Ops 4, he wins with 100T going into MW. Um, he won with FaZe, obviously, again, and then going into Cold War. He has that uh, crazy 4-0 comeback um, against Ron Ultra, and this was the first year he hadn't won in quite some time. So, you know, a pretty consistent winning player and has his moments where he can pop off, but maybe hasn't been as good in cold war and then into this year maybe had a little bit more struggles than we're used to seeing but we know he has a high level of talent overall i think this roster is okay i feel like i still might say it's more middle of the pack though because i think like when i look at the optic roster the phased roster the thieves roster and maybe even the minnesota and toronto rosters i think i like them a little more which maybe slots in new york at six and i could be forgetting a couple of the rosters i mean i 
would obviously put them ahead of like a Florida and a Paris for sure. Probably London, even though we don't know their roster. Um, and then they probably settle somewhere in the middle. Although I do think this team has a pretty high floor and a decently high ceiling because I feel like with the team of uh, Skies and Hydra, you know, two extremely talented Skies, one of the most talented ARs, Hydra, one of the talent, most talented subs. And, you know, Kismet's always going to be making the correct plays. And he also has the ability to pop off at any moment. And, you know, Priesta, if he can get into form, I feel like Priesta is really the X factor of this team. I feel like we know Kismet's going to be solid and going to do his job very well. We know Hydra is always going to be popping off and always going to be dropping kills and slaying for the team. And we know Skies is always going to perform and he's going to put up numbers and he's a good player. Um, so I feel like we know all three of those guys are going to perform and we know what high level Priesta can perform at, but we haven't seen it as much as of late. Um, so that's really the question for me on this team. I feel like their floor is high because of those other three players. And I feel like even if Priesta's not at his best, he's still going to be a solid player. So that's why their floor is high in like a middle of the pack is like the lowest place I see them. Uh, you know, like that six to eight range. I feel like they're a bottom half of the, the playoff picture team at the least and i could see them you know getting up and cracking into you know maybe that fourth spot and being able to contend for event wins if priest is stepping up to me he's the x factor i like this team and you know i think what makes it seem a little better to me than maybe i truly believe it is is because of the pivot that they had to make like you know they got rid of crim and clay and all those guys and um paul x and you know after making a good run to champs and it was kind of looking a little shaky. Then all of a sudden, Hydra was the optic, and it was like, oh my god, this team's going to be left with no one, and they're going to have to pick up scraps. But, you know, they end up still having Hydra on the roster, you know, a top potential talent, a franchise player in this league, and Sky's another franchise-type player, very talented. And then they get another talented duo in Priest and Kismet. So overall, I feel like the pivot from potentially losing Hydra and having a disastrous offseason to getting this roster is solid for New York, uh, and I like it going forward. It's maybe not the best team in the world, like I said, but I really don't think that they're going to have any issues making it to the playoffs next year unless for some reason this game just doesn't click for them this next title or they have more uh internal issues uh then the other rumored roster we saw come out is toronto we basically knew that insight scrappy and kleenex were like a team of three and we maybe thought like hixie was going to be there or something for them there was a little bit where we thought maybe afro was going to be there but now it sounds like the rumor is standy is headed there um I like this team a lot. Like I said, I think I maybe like it a little bit more than the New York team because I kind of see the route that they're going to make it similar to their Cold War team in a way. Uh, and just a new title, obviously, Insight and Kleenex stay the same. Insight's that crazy, or not Insight, excuse me, I meant to say Kleenex. Kleenex is that crazy, aggressive, submachine gun in your face, a superstar player. I mean, if anybody doesn't think he's a superstar player, they're wrong. I mean, the aggression he provides on the map while still being so impactful is just absurd. Um, sometimes can maybe get a little too aggressive, but he's an incredible player. And then you've got Insight, super clutch player, steady main AR force. Scrappy, they're basically uh, expecting him and uh, trying to get him to be their cami of Cold War, their MVP caliber player. It's going to put up crazy slaying numbers. And then Standy kind of takes on that Bance role. Maybe not the leadership as much, but Standy does have kind of a more ratty, slow play style for a sub uh, like a Bance does. He's not crazy crazy speedy like kleenex which i don't think is the worst thing i think having that super speedy sub like kleenex and more of a methodical um standy behind him that can also speed it up is is very good i feel like this is like a budget version of a simp abizi um bear with me obviously i know simp and abizi are probably the greatest sub duo of all time um not probably they are the greatest sub duo of all time but it's kind of like that version, you know, Kleenex is that ultra fast player that is one of the few players in the league that probably can match a BZ's pace. And then Standy's a little more methodical, but can slay. Obviously, like I said, maybe not the level of a Simp and a BZ duo, but I, I can see the talent that this team could have. Um, the one area I 
feel cautious with them on is I feel like people are really underrating the loss of Cami on this team and Bance, to be honest. Like Insight and Kleenex, I think are both going to be fantastic. Scrappy is supposed to be a fantastic player. I fully believe he's going to be a fantastic player. I have no reason to doubt that. I mean, the guy put up crazy numbers all year in challengers. He's very confident in himself. Um, and when you watch him play, the talent is obviously there. He is an incredible player. I think it's going to translate well, but you can be an incredible player and still not be an MVP level player. There are a lot of incredible players out there that aren't MVP level and Cami in cold war and at times in MW, not as much in Vanguard, but in those first two years on Toronto, looked like he could be an MVP caliber player. And plenty of people thought it. Everybody was trying to pick him up last year when he re-signed with Toronto. Optic was trying to pick him up. And um, like everybody wanted Cami, and we know he's an MVP caliber player. Can Scrappy get to the level of being MVP? Because being in the MVP race means you're top five uh, in that title is what people are viewing you as. So that's a pretty crazy mark. Scrappy could have an incredible year and be like a 10th best player, which would be a great year for him with 48 players in the league. Uh, to be like around the 10 range would be an incredible year, but can he hit that MVP level that they're probably going to need out of him like Cammy was for this team during Cold War? And then Standy. Standy, incredible player, maybe a higher uh, gun skill ceiling and mechanical skill ceiling than Bance, but is he able to provide some of that leadership or is somebody able to step up in that leadership role that Bance was in? That's like my questions for this team. Talent-wise on paper, I think they're incredible. I think they have a chance to be a top four team if, if they can stay organized, but Questions for me are, is Scrappy able to replace that MVP level cami that we saw in Cold War? Because let's be honest, this team is trying to replicate the Cold War season and um, get away from Vanguard because they struggled a little more in it. But I feel like they maybe get a little better in race ball and they have a little more slang than they did last year, ideally. And hopefully they're able to keep up that search prowess without Bance and, and keep their, their team chemistry on. Because it's the one thing that worries me about losing those two on this roster. Uh, kind of going out of the team rumors, but maybe some individual player rumor. Gunless. Uh, reportedly doesn't have a team as of now. He's saying like he's getting like no offers essentially based on like what the tweet that he posted sounds like. Um, man, it's, it's odd because we know gunless and like, we remember back to gunless when he really burst onto the scene into uh, IW with United and they win an event. And, um, he's arguably like the best player, one of the best players in IW then going into world war two. He's one of the best players in that game beginning of black ops four and like the last chance qualifier with his team he was unreal and like hard carried them um looks great there wins an event in black ops four as well uh and then going into mw you know on huntsman they win a early event and stuff and then he gets kind of dropped in from there it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for him you know he was not on any roster for the rest of mw after getting dropped or benched on huntsman uh, and then you go into the Cold War season and he gets on surge and individually, you know, he has an okay season, but sees no team success there. And then you head into uh, this year on LAG where they were, you know, not the worst team, but he has all those health issues and he's been benched. So basically for the better part of three years now, since the beginning of MW, when he saw success and then was benched really since that benching hasn't seen a lot of team success, but really has been a pretty decent player individually. Um, and we know the crazy talent he has. Uh, it's, it's wild. Um, that he's like gone from, you know, maybe best player in the game or up there in the best player in the game in two straight titles, um, from IW to world war two. And then even for a part of black ops four, how crazy he was in the beginning to now maybe not being able to find a team. Um, I feel like the health issues really screwed him over and he's just been put in some bad spots, uh, somewhat similar to like what octane had been in for a couple of years, some really bad spots. And hopefully he's able to find a team that he can bounce back with. And kind of getting to that now, something I wanted to touch on um, and do like a little bit of a different segment than just covering news and maybe get a little bit of interesting discussion here in the offseason is what would I do with Paris? Technically the Vegas Legion now, but what would I do with their roster? And I want to keep it realistic. I'm not going to be like, 
yeah, you should poach this player from this team and this player and then just build a God squad. Because let's be honest, we know Paris Vegas, um, Paris slash Vegas, they're not going to build a God squad. They're not going to pay for it. That They've proven time and time again they're not going to shell out a bunch of money. Um, it's just not going to happen. So more of a maybe realistic roster that they could get. <clears throat> I would have said it's not realistic, you know, thinking about it, but Clayster seems like a possibility because um, he had a super unfortunate family situation. I'm sure you guys saw that on Twitter. Uh, his sister passed away. Um, so obviously don't want to really get into that situation too much because that's a heartbreaking uh, situation. I have one sibling, a sister, and I cannot imagine the pain he's going through. So that is awful to hear. So hopefully everything is good with Clay. Um, and he takes the time he needs to just figure everything out and take some time to heal because that's an awful situation. So shout out to Clay. We're, we're all thinking of Clay in the community. Um, just an awful situation, but we don't need to talk about that or harp on that anymore because we all know how awful it is but clayster would be a fantastic option for this team i know a year ago or maybe even earlier this offseason i would have thought no way because it's clay you know he's going to sign with another team but then obviously some unfortunate circumstances like i said came up and like he said he had stopped talking to teams for a little bit to figure out stuff with his family and rightfully so um and then it sounded like he said some team options maybe fell through like he was maybe on boston for a little bit and now, from the sounds of it, it sounds like Clay doesn't have a team. And earlier in the season, apparently he was considering Paris. I think he'd be a great fit as a main AR, letting Temp uh, stay on the flex. And those two would provide a pretty good amount of slaying from the AR spot. Uh, and Clay would be a good leader to help out with Temp. And I think uh, Temp would really soak in the leadership from a guy like him because I feel like these last couple of years and not seeing much success, uh, Temp would be very, very ready to, you know, take on a role. Uh, with Paris, where he finally has another player, like a three-time world champion, Clayster, a very high-caliber player, easily the highest caliber he had played with in some time here in the last couple of years. He'd be willing to just take all the leadership from him and run. So I think Clay would be a great fit on the main. In terms of another AR player, I would like to see Gunless. We just talked about that. that was kind of the transition I wanted to make. I'd like to see Gunless, um, just to have a super slay-heavy AR duo. Technically, you know, Gunless is a flex, Temp is a flex. One of them could easily just say they're the main AR, run an AR at all times. Could be either of them, really. It don't I don't care, because I think they both can can run a sub if they have to as a flex, and they both can run an AR very well, both could run a main. Um, doesn't really matter. Maybe they throw Temp on the main and let Gunless stay on the flex, but I feel like that would give Temp the best slaying duo he's had, because, you know, like, Gravity was a solid main AR, but not a heavy slayer, uh, and then for all of his subs... Um, that he went through John and uh, Decimate and even Fellow played the sub for like a map or two and then um, Jimbo and Johnny like he never really had a slaying teammate with him that can that can put up those numbers and we know Gunless can. Uh, Gunless and Temp can maybe make this team you know this team's not going to have a uh, star SMG duel because they're just not going to shell out and SMGs get paid the most and Paris is just not going to shell out for them. Um, so I feel like maybe getting Gunless and uh, temp or clay and temp could give you a somewhat heavy slaying AR duo that could help your team keep up because we know they're going to be playing from a disadvantage. Let's be honest, Paris isn't fighting to be the best team in the league. They're fighting to, uh, to put together a, a somewhat competitive team that can fight for a playoff spot. I mean, if if it came down to it and they're able to put a roster that fights and somehow gets like an eight seed or gets to the nine spot and really is in it till the end fighting for contention for champs, that'd be a pretty successful season compared to what they've done. So I feel like a gunless temp duo or a clay temp duo would be very good on the slaying side then when it comes to subs it's kind of tough because like i said they're not going to shell out money to get the top guys we don't know um i wanted to basically just put out names that aren't rumored to be on teams so like if somebody's rumored to be on a team i'm not really including them here like thought about a guy like standy but obviously now he's rumored to be on a team i thought about a guy like havoc because he might be a cheaper smg um that could come over but it sounds like he's potentially on florida so that that's not really possible 
The guy I kind of settled on was Asim. I feel like him and Temp might be close from being together on the flank a little bit. Um, and him and Gunless would have some history if Gunless was to be on this team um, from the LAG days. And Asim brings a ton of aggression. I feel like that would help this team if, you know, if they had slay heavy duo of Gunless and Temp. Um, Asim to bring some aggression, some speed to this team would be great. And then to pair with him, maybe Wardy, who we see as a top EU Challengers player this year, although it sounds like maybe he could be headed to London. Uh, other names would be like Pentagram or Venom uh, for a Challengers player to just maybe like take a shot to see if one of them can be a superstar player for you. Um, and then TJ, if they wanted to go like full veteran squad, if they wanted to go like Gunless Temp, Ace and TJ, you know, a good aggressive sub duo in Asim and TJ proven and then uh Gunless who's also close with TJ I believe you know from their their history together they have some success I feel like for some reason I could easily see this roster being Gunless Temp uh Asim TJ because Paris seems to want to just you know find those vets pay them and throw together a, a a squad of four vets like they did last year even though it was a very random assemblance of um of vets throw four vets together and see if they can do anything some combination of of those two subs uh Along with Gunless or Clay with Temp is kind of the roster I'd like to see them go with. Obviously, it's not like some world beater roster. It's not going to be some champs winning roster, but I feel like it could put something competitive on the mat for Paris or Vegas, whatever you want to call them, which is more than they can say of the past few years. So I'd like to see that. Last thing I want to talk about, um, something that CDL Intel had posted, um, hypothetical 2022 Call of Duty World Cup rosters. Here's what the teams would look like. If we had a World Cup tournament during Vanguard, and he said, like, the roles are questionable for some, which is the favorite, which is the underdog. Um, kind of looking at the teams here, it'd be something super interesting. They did a World Cup for Overwatch, like, a few times. I think it stopped maybe, like, during COVID and hasn't uh, come back yet, but that's something that I would love to go to even for Overwatch. I played Overwatch a decent amount in my lifetime, so I would definitely understand what's going on, and it would just be fun. You guys know, I mean, any esports event is going to be fun. Um Teams here, though, uh, I think probably we got to say Team USA is the best, but um, Canada, England, you know, they got some solid teams. Even Mexico's got a pretty darn solid team. Um, but looking at Team USA, Selium, um, <clears throat> Sib, Kenny, Simp was the, the roster that was on here, and they're based on Vanguard. So obviously Kenny's on there because he was a back-to-back -back MVP and stuff. Substitutes, they're saying, are Envoy and Octane. So, I mean... Got Selium and Sib on ARs, and then Kenny and Simp on SMGs. Yeah, um, that team's pretty nuts. Team Canada is sitting here as Dashy, Gunless, Asim, and Illy. That's a very good team. I mean, Dashy, obviously a great uh, main AR. Gunless, we know the talent he has as a second AR. And then Asim and Illy, you know, maybe Illy not technically a sub much anymore, but that's still a pretty darn good uh, throw together team for just players from one country. Then Team England, Insight, Zero, Bance, Afro. Nasty and Gizmo as the subs. Another very, very good team. Uh, that team would probably be a uh, top three, top four team here. Then Team Mexico was another team they put down. This team is very good. I actually might put this team even ahead of Team England. Um, maybe even ahead of Team Canada. This might be the second team for me. Uh, Skies, Paul, Attach, and Shotzi. Skies, great man. They are. I mean, obviously, we get Paul. Not too familiar with the two subs. They have Ruper and Thresh. I'm assuming maybe those are... Um, some uh latam some latin america um challengers players from this year maybe i'm sorry if that's wrong i don't really know i'm not familiar with those names um but skies paul attach and shotzi obviously attach not playing smg anymore but we know he can shotzi obviously incredible mvp candidate and then skies and paul that's a that's a really good team that team mexico is solid um between those top four i just named at the top of this uh, sheet that would be a pretty crazy group to see um would be really fun to watch team france has Brezzy, Cobra, Depa, and Hydra. 
Uh, I'm not too familiar with Depa or Cobra. I'm assuming they're challenger players, but obviously Brezzi, we've seen in the league before, very good player. And then Hydra, that team would be interesting. Got a, a couple, either a former pro and a current pro in Hydra, and then some challengers players. Team Spain, uh, super lucky journey and Vickle with sub real, who's a Minnesota rocker sub. And then Eric Boom, who I have heard this year, I think he's a pretty good challengers player. This team's also pretty interesting. Uh, I think could be a potential upset underdog sleeper team because super uh lucky journey obviously like these are guys like lucky and journey especially we've seen on like the old heretics team that are very good players and then vickle is one of the up-and-coming smgs rumored to potentially be on florida that'd be a, a team to to look out for with the chemistry to be an upset team scotland uh a couple of familiar names on the ars here shawnee and cammy and then kells and furious not too familiar with them um I believe Furious is a pretty good challengers player, if I remember uh, correctly. But Shawnee and Cammy, obviously, you know, with a guy like Cammy, an MVP candidate, this team could maybe cause some noise. Shawnee, Mr. Fundamentals, construction man from MW on Ramaza. And then Australia, they got a guy named Cronus. Um, then Limax, Jazen, uh, and Pred. I might have butchered those names. Obviously, we know Pred, Mr. Rookie of the Year. Substitutes look so weird um, to see Shox and Fida down there. They've been around for ages, you know. If you guys are kind of OGs to the community like me, you remember the Dens, Fida, Shocks, and I was going to say Luca, but it's not Luca. I can't remember the last player on the team. If you guys are listening still at this point, um, comment down below. Who was the final player on the team? I don't want to look it up, and I can't remember who it was. It was Dens, Shocks, Fida, and I was going to say Metals, but that's not it either. Um, man, I can't remember. Uh, if you guys remember, comment down below. Who was the fourth in that Mind Freak team? Shocks, Fida, Dens. And somebody else. I can't remember who it is. But that Australia team is also interesting because obviously they have Pred on it. Um, so each of these teams, like between like Cami and Pred and Hydra on those other teams, like they have takeover potential player. I feel like Team USA has got to be the favorite. But teams like Team Canada, England, Mexico, even that Spain team, a little bit of a sleeper. Like this would be fun. I wish they would do a Call of Duty World Cup. Maybe as the scene gets a little bigger and we do get more representation from a lot more international countries rather than just like, you know, it's mainly focused in like USA, Canada, England um some of europe but i feel like those are like really the main three the uk canada and usa seem to have the most um extremely high concentration of players although like we're seeing a lot of like latin america and australia has been you know seen an uptick we saw hydra come from france recently um i've seen an uptick in players and i hope we continue to see more from more and more countries because um a potential call of duty world cup would be absolutely crazy and you know it's great for the growth of the league to see people popping up from all different countries that are nasty like uh, guys like hydra and cami who came out of scotland and maybe we hadn't really seen many players um or hydra from france cami from scotland um haven't seen that many players like that come out from a lot of different countries so that'd be really awesome to see and i really hope we do get to see a world cup like that at some point but that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I know I kind of baited you guys this week with saying we were going to do the Vanguard tier list because um, I thought 100, I really thought 100% we were going to be able to do it this week. Like I said, if it doesn't happen next week, I'll be shook and I'll just finally give you guys an update on what's going on. But we're waiting on just one more thing to be able to do that. I know it seems like, hey, just do the tier list. It's not that hard. I know I could do it myself, but you know, we're waiting on one thing. I think you guys might know what it is. It's a little bit of a teaser, but waiting on one thing. Hopefully going to be able to do that next week. I promise you it's out of my control. Um, if I could make it happen right away, I would do it because you guys know I love this tier list and ranking players. So definitely uh, definitely going to try and get that out next week. Um, I will be absolutely shocked, like I said, if we're not able to. But hopefully Vanguard tier list um, of the players that finished out the season, we'll say the 48 players that were on the rosters at the end of the season, um, with a nice little twist compared to what we've been doing lately. 
um, on the tier list next week. So hopefully that's the case. That's going to do it for this one. I really hope you guys enjoyed in this dead zone of the CDL season. Um, drop a sub if you're listening and you enjoyed. I'd really appreciate it. Like I said, we're in the dead time, just trying to get some content out to you guys that are still enjoying it and still want to listen to some CDL content, uh, even if it's a rather short podcast like this one, under 30 minutes. Um, if you guys are on the audio platforms, be sure to drop a follow, drop a five-star review. Drop a comment down below. Like I said, who is the fourth player in that Mind Freak team? Why can't I remember it? Drop a comment. Drop your thoughts on the NYSL and Toronto rosters um, and what you think Paris's roster should be. Obviously realistic, like they can't just have phases roster or something. Like Keep it realistic for what you think uh, Paris should do, and that's going to do it for this one. I will see you guys in the next week with hopefully, finally, I'm not lying to you again, and we have the Vanguard tier list. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.